You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Often we think about podcasts as entertainment, but in a previous episode, I talked about podcasts being a tool. Well, today I want you to think of podcasts as a resource. What do I mean by that? That's exactly what we're digging into in this episode. You're listening to Flaunt Your Fire, the brand visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I am your host, India Jackson, and today I am joined by Erica Corday. And in this episode, we are digging into viewing podcasts as a resource. And there's so many cool things that we're going to dig into when you start to think about podcasts as a resource, a resource for your clients, a resource for your community members, and so, so, so much more. So let's get it started. Welcome to the show, Erica. Hey, hey there. I am so glad to have you back. (laughs) I know um, podcasting is something that we both have grown to really, really appreciate the impact that they can have. And so I couldn't think of a better episode to bring after our one about podcasting as a tool than this episode about podcasts as a resource. And as I say that, what is one of the first things that comes to mind for you when you think about podcast being a resource? I think that a podcast as a resource, I think whenever we think of resources, like the word really brings to mind um, things that support you along your journey, um, places that you go to when you're seeking answers or context or knowledge, something that somehow brings ease or uh, insight into your life. And I think podcasts do all of those things and more. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) And it's been fun to experiment with our own podcast that we share under this brand umbrella of pause in the play being resources and how that's evolved over time. I'm wondering if you can think of any specific examples of using a podcast as a resource that really is lighting your fire right now. Honestly, one of the things that stands out to me that I really love is we utilize an episode of Flaunt Your Fire as a resource when we are initially um, getting people set up to take from implicit to explicit our um, branded uh, values masterclass. And it just really lays out what the differences are between, you know, internal and external values. And it makes it so that people understand when we're talking about brand values and company values, what the differences are. But it's really done in a very succinct, 
time-friendly and easily digestible way. I completely agree. Um, and the cool thing about that is I, I really <laughs> had a moment where I paused and said, hmm, so many things that are framed as VIP days or um, deep dives or uh, what's the other terminology that comes to mind for you in that realm? VIP day, deep dive. Um, done. It's just kind of that done in a day type of concept. Yeah. When we think about that, a lot of times there's pre-work and I love pre-work. Pre-work can give you a lot of information to prepare. Um, but I know that our implicit explicit masterclass in particular is one that we want people to come open with and not have too many things to prepare with because honestly, there's more unlearning that needs to happen before that masterclass and learning. Um, because when we think about developing the foundation of a brand, so often that has been framed as an ideal client avatar or profile. And when we think about ideal client avatar and profile, there are a lot of problematic pieces to it. Um, but it's just also like, I really can't think of too many brands out there that don't look at that as the foundation for every other marketing and branding decision that you make. And so to go into something that has so much programming into the way that business owners and brands think and perceive that they need to start with and what that means and knowing that there are a lot of pieces that, in my opinion, are problematic at best and racist at most. Um, I felt like along with you, laying out these definitions of what these words mean to us, laying out what a brand value versus a company value is based on that perspective and allowing a bit of unlearning what maybe previously had been perceived as those things are, would be a bit easier in an easy to digest format like a podcast versus having to read this long article about it. Now we do have it as an article as well for accessibility, um, but just recognizing that that's very different than even what some people may do, which is sending you a Google Doc to share with your team before a workshop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> More work. And I yeah. think being able to, you know, and this honestly, that's part of the beauty of a podcast. Um, the reality is, is that podcasting is a platform that you can use with visuals, with audios, with written content. And there's not a lot of ways that th th there's not a lot of options that have all of those. And so having something that you can utilize and be able to kind of meet people wherever they end up being, if you're using all three of those, I mean, that's a really powerful thing. Absolutely. And can we just be honest? Like sometimes we book, you know, VIP days, masterclasses, workshops, and things like that. And it can be easy to like have it on the calendar, but get bogged down into the day to day. And so I just recognized even for witnessing other clients and just life happening <laughs> in this fast paced mm -hmm. way, as well as business that to have pre-work, um, you know, sometimes people are going to be doing that right before they actually participate in your offer. And so knowing you can just consume that by listening and to an episode or reading an article that's going to take less than 30 minutes to do, especially if you speed up the speed, if you're listening, it's just like, so, so easy. <laughs> and I think that the ease really does facilitate you being able to feel as though you have more options 
as far as ways that you can use it as a resource. Because again, like this one example is using it as, you know, here's pre-work. One of the other things that I think works well is being able to have podcasts that really um, take your listeners or your readers, if it's a, you know, your written article, on a journey of how you work with people. Because I think that sometimes it can be helpful to have something that lays out your client journey or the way that you work with people, um, maybe the place that people need to be and what they've done beforehand. And you're really letting people in behind the scenes so that they're kind of like getting some of the inner workings, which can inspire um, peers when they're kind of witnessing this, especially when you're in a position where you choose to show some vulnerability and some uh, transparency about, you know, maybe where this is or isn't as easy for you sometimes. But it's a great way to help to kind of vet who's going to be a good fit as a client to work with you. And they can kind of self-select. Absolutely. I mean, I love the power of podcasting and this deeper format of content as a whole, whether it be through audio, written, video form, to allow people to kind of know what are they getting into before they get into it. And then you find that it starts to shift where maybe you're getting a little bit less inquiries than you got in the past, but those inquiries are prepared to purchase and they just need to know like, Hey, which out of these offers you have is like the best one for me. They know what to expect and they probably like you and your brand a little bit versus coming in cold and having a ton of calls on your books as far as sales calls, but they really don't know what they're getting into. They really don't know what you have to offer. And so then you're having to do, kind of information and selling all at the same time. And this is where I think it's important to acknowledge that a client isn't just the person that's paid you and working with you. A client is also the person that's considering whether or not they want to work with you. And you're considering whether or not you want to work with them. And so them being able to have the information they need to make an informed decision, you know, like I know we've talked about plenty of times on Pause on the Play of, you know, do you like to do this type of work um, in community with other people? Do you like to work on your own? Um, How is it that you learn best? How do you integrate best? And so I think being able to lay some of those things out, you're really asking them questions that helps to really facilitate if you do um, any types of consultations, regardless of how you do them, that really can be more of a true like meet and greet because this person already has an idea of whether or not they really want to be here. I agree completely. Um, And I think in a similar light to that, it also makes me think about you know, other ways that podcasting can be a resource for your clients. Um, But I do want to zoom out, right? If you've gotten this far in this episode and it's not understood, let me make it explicit that podcasting being a resource for others, it does not have to be your own podcast, right? There are ways that you can utilize these things um, as a guest on someone else's show. So just keep that in mind because I know while we have a podcast and we do invest the time and the expenses into being able to have one, there's also that opportunity to find ways to get that pre-work, find ways to share the different ways to work with you and kind of work that into an episode on someone else's show as well. This might be a slight aside, but honestly, that is a big piece to me that really comes up with building true camaraderie and community with other people, because when it's less about 
like competition, you don't feel weird about sending somebody else's podcast episode to your client to give them information. When it's about competition, you're like, I can't send you somebody else's, but if you go there instead of coming to me. And that's a problematic way of thinking because that's laced with scarcity. And so I think when you have true community, you're partnering with people, it's, it's based in um, you know, respect and understanding and appreciation and a desire to amplify one another, it never becomes a question as to whether or not you can share someone else's content. Support change and vote with your dollars via financial contribution to the Flaunt Your Fire and Pause in the Play podcast. This is your way to keep this free resource going. Your contribution goes towards podcast production and show notes article writing expenses to maintain and continue to provide this free resource for those looking to take action and own their values as they amplify their influence. You can learn more about contributing and name your price. Any amount helps over at pauseontheplay.com slash contribute. Again, that is pauseontheplay.com slash contribute. Thank you so much for your contribution. Speaking of community, I I wouldn't be talking about podcasting as a resource with you without mentioning, you know, our community And this podcast is a resource for our community members. Um, Number one, a lot of our community members found out about us through us podcasting on other people's shows. So clearly we were mentioning what we have to offer and the ways that you can work with us there. And that's how they found out about it. But also from our own podcast, this podcast, Want Your Fire, as well as the Pause and the Play podcast. And knowing that many of our members came over because they heard about us on some podcast (laughs) or some podcast article, then it's natural to draw that connection point of, okay, these people consume podcast. Hmm. Maybe there's value in allowing them to help co-create our podcast. So giving them opportunities to share things that they would like to be covered on the show giving them opportunities to know who we're interviewing and sometimes allowing those people to come into the community, get to know them better or presenting what's being interviewed and the subject matter being covered in advance. And our community members are able to contribute their questions that they would like to have answered during those interviews or during those episodes. And so it kind of can work both ways where you have the podcast being a resource to people who have not paid you just yet, people who are about to pay you and haven't done their workshop yet, <laughs> but also the people who are actively already a part of something that you offer. And knowing that there's always a continued resource for them in the place that they found you in. I agree completely. And the reality is, is that your podcast is also a place for people to talk about how them partnering with you or working with you has worked. So it can also be a resource for letting people know that you have success stories, you have case studies. This is how things have actually worked and had the desired outcomes. And this is being able to give you a place to not only talk about what you've done, but more about, hey, this is what the people that I've worked with, what they've been able to do. So you're amplifying them through the lens of what you've done together. And I think it's a really powerful way of being able to showcase that 
and really focusing on them versus like, I need you to see how great I am. Thank you so much for saying that because so often in the marketing world, and especially if you're coming from the creative world where it's like, you got to build a portfolio of your past work. It's all like very eye focused, I meaning your brand and proving what you've been able to accomplish or do or create. Yes. But sometimes we forget that a case study is also opportunity to allow that client to share and not just share about the results that they received in working with you, but also share about what they have to offer, right? Because they're already there. They're already sharing, you know, and I think, and maybe this is just like the fluffy part of me, which is very small in comparison to Erica. I am the fluffy one. (laughs) But I love the opportunity to have win-wins for both parties involved. So if you listen back on any of our episodes, if you read the articles on for any of our episodes where we have had past clients come on or even current clients while they're still working with us, share the work that we've done, they've also shared about what they have to offer and what their brand is doing. Because ultimately for me and I'll say it's probably true for you too, Erica, that we want our clients to thrive, like beyond just the work that they do with us. I want you out here living your best life. Absolutely. Every day. And with that said, our clients offer very different products, very different services, and have very different brands on our own. And there's also that like understanding that different people are investing in different kinds of things at any given point. So we, we don't want to be a jack of all trades and offer, you know, all the services under the sun, but not really be doing any of them well. And so if we can introduce, you know, and make that connection and share that platform, that amplification with another brand where we've been inside and see how they're operating and know that it might be a good fit for you. It's also a win for both parties. It's a resource for both. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the other big ones that comes up for me is that, again, when you're working with clients, when you're partnering with other brands, when you're just simply in community, you are a part of a lot of very collaborative conversations. So you're privy to what's coming up for people, what are they experiencing at that moment, what you know maybe some of the present uh, challenges might be. And so like you have a wealth of options to kind of choose from of what you want to focus on when you go to record. Now, full transparency, sometimes you go to record and your brain is like, I got nothing. Good luck accessing all that. (laughs) Just say it. And, you know, the reality is, is that people are truly telling you what their challenges are and they're telling you what the opportunities are, um, good, bad or indifferent. And so I think podcasts really give a great opportunity to create content based on what's coming up for your clients, what's coming up for the people around you, what you find that people are really coming up against, what it is that is prevalent at that moment. So you're able to kind of respond to what's happening, not in a reactionary way, but from a place of like, hey, this is coming up really often, or I've had this conversation, you know, more than a few times this week, or, you know, we have a client and we know that this is something that is really important to their team and the people they work with. So this is an opportunity for us to create in, in a way that it is directly in support of what they're doing. 
And I think that that really means that not only are you doing something to support your clients and the people that you're in community with, but you're also supporting those people that are like, I thought it was just me. Because I guarantee you there's other people out there that are in similar types of um, situations. Absolutely. I mean, yes. (laughs) One of the things that comes to mind for me is you know, there's always opportunities to look at some creative ways to even implement that, right? So if you're taking in and witnessing, you know, what might this client need? What might support them that I could cover on the podcast? What might their team need? Because sometimes you're working with the owner of a brand or you're working with, um, I don't know, the person in the marketing team of a brand, but maybe not the whole team is who you have access to all the time. That's not always practical from a timing perspective, and that's not always practical from a budget perspective. But as you're thinking about like, what are the needs here? What can support? You know, there's some creative ways to roll that out. I mean, we've witnessed a very, very um, creative way of rolling out some of the content that we've been creating is including that content into a newsletter and how that newsletter then sparks continued education and information um, about the specific topics that we were looking to cover with that client amongst them and their team and also them and their past clients that they're continuing to support. I think that exactly what you're mentioning really gives you an opportunity to look at your podcast as a creative tool to really figure out where does it work. So it's not just that it's a resource, but like where can you put this to almost be a bit of that Swiss army knife and it's really doing different things in places that you maybe didn't consider. So I think that whenever you look at the episodes that you're recording as a resource, it's really important to, you know, kind of move back for a second and just kind of witness it through a different lens of like, what's really possible here? What have I not considered? Where can this be of use to the most people in order to create the most impact? I so enjoyed this conversation with Erica. It's not often that we get to go into the nitty gritty marketing side of just what we're doing here, but also what we've been rolling out with clients as a part of Pause on the Play and taking you behind the scenes of how we are also using our podcast as a resource. So I hope that you're able to take away some great information and really begin to shift your perspective on podcasting is not just content marketing or sharing your core messages and thought leadership, but reviewing how can you really honor the fact that your podcast or your guesting on other people's podcasts can also be a resource. Now, as we shift into going into some cooler months ahead, I want to let you know that we have quite a few amazing episodes coming. So be sure to stay tuned to Font Your Fire if you haven't already hit the subscribe. And while you're there, I want you to also do a search for Pause on the Play. Again, that is Pause on the Play. On the Pause on the Play podcast, Erica and I interview some incredible guests about very different subject matter than this podcast. We are going into the diversity, equity, and inclusion side of what we do. And over on that show, we are also really getting to stories, narrative, and perspective that will help you to reconsider your normal. 
Specifically this month, one of the things that we are diving into over there is reconsidering what you know about values. You've been listening to this podcast for a while. So if you are more than one or two episodes in, you know that values is the foundation of everything that we talk about here at Flaunt Your Fire. And the same is true over at Pause in the Play. And this month, you'll be able to dig into really being able to reconsider ideal client profiles and quite a few other surprising episodes that I think will provide so much value to you. So be sure to subscribe. And again, that is pause on the play. The Font Your Fire podcast is recorded on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Piscataway people. This land is known to many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C., and its surrounding area. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?